You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This is the Philadelphia 76ers postgame show. Villa Unite. Got again, Marco Bellinelli. It's raining triples in Philadelphia. The Sixers postgame show right now on 97.5 The Fanatic. Could there have been a more appropriate highlight to include in that opening montage from Tom McGinnis than it's raining triples in South Philadelphia because that is exactly what happened throughout tonight's game. Game one of the Eastern Conference quarterfinal series between the 76ers and the Miami Heat. The final score, 130-103. 76ers all over the Heat, outscoring 74-43 to in the second half. And what a second-half performance it was. We'll get into that in a moment. We expect to hear from the winning head coach, Brett Brown, who got the 76ers to their first playoff victory since March 23rd of 2012, I beg your pardon, May 23rd of 2012 in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals against Boston. This is a game that in the first half was plotting at times. It was ragged. There were lots of whistles. There wasn't a whole lot of pace at all. But then out of the half, the Sixers saw Goran Dragic hit a three-pointer, and they were off from there. They scored 15 consecutive points to seize control of this game. The third quarter was heavily in the Sixers' favor, 34-18. to They did not let up in quarter number four. The Sixers, 18 of 28 from outside the arc for the game, 64.5%. Insane. 18 of their 45 made field goals came from the perimeter. The Sixers, 11 of 15 from outside the arc in the second half. It was like we saw the winning streak Sixers emerge in the third quarter. The first half Sixers, you couldn't quite recognize. They weren't able to get out in transition. They were able to hit some threes, but they really had to grind and fight and work for just about all their opportunities. And boy, did things open up in the second half. Ursan Ilyasova, key things for the Sixers. He got a lot of help from Dario Sarge and Ben Simmons. A very balanced showing from the Sixers. Here's Brett Brown after the Sixers 130-103 win over the Heat in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. The mismatch desire with with Irsan and with Whiteside, some of it was generated because we felt we'd like to p- pair Amir up with Linux, who had a big first half. Uh, 
and, and look at that matchup. And so, you know, you made the decision, and it, we were lucky that, that it helped us. It seems right uh, as we look back on it, and, and it certainly changed the game for us. I mean, we came in at halftime, and we, we were unhappy with their threes. Uh, I think that we're going to see how potent that team is, how well coached they are. They're really hard to guard. And we were unhappy with our turnovers. And we felt like if we could defend better, especially as it related to the three-point line, and we felt like if we could care for the ball more than 10 turnovers, you know, you double that, that's not winning any playoff game. That, that we would be in pretty good shape. And I, I believe we had one turnover the entire second half. And I give Ben Simmons, you know, a tremendous amount of credit for, for making a, a, an adjustment to his, to his own game in the second half. But those types of messages we spoke of, they delivered in the third period, to your point, and I think it equaled the result that you saw. That's a great question. I thought he was unbelievable. I thought he was a man, you know, physically sliding his feet, blocking shots, hands on balls. Uh, He's deceptively strong and he's so versatile, a defensive player where he can sit down and guard Dragic or, you know, go over and he may get caught on a Linux and he can guard that too. And, uh, you know, he's such a wonderful story for us because he is a poster child um, in regards to development, you know, and just trying to find somebody, develop him, give him a chance, went through those rough years. Only Joel has been with me longer, and that's by, you know, not much. And so, yeah, he, he was fantastic. Ursine and, and, and Marco played. I mean, the last time you guys played them, it was Ursine's fifth game, Marco's tenth. So they were still getting adjusted. But uh, to me, they were the difference in the, in the game. Well, they, they were part of the difference. You know, you could talk about J.J. and then Ben's second half and Robert's defense. I hear your point, Keith, and it's true. Th- those two had uh, significant games. Um, we were we were lucky to make some shots. You know, some of the circus shots that Marco makes is is, is ridiculous. He almost, not even almost. He, he's the best player I've coached, shooting off balance, and he seems to find the rim. Uh, and, and those two players, you know, they made some threes. Irsan was again versatile, being able to guard multiple. Um, bigs, you know, from Whiteside to Olenek, you know, the shooting obviously stands out. But, yeah, you know, the inclusion of those two certainly has changed our, our world. Right. There was a point this season where the third quarter was an issue for you guys. That's not – that was obviously not the case tonight, and it wasn't really the case in the long winning streak you've had. What, what are the factors that contributed to that change? I think just the progressive growth, growth of belief, you know, it, it sure is easier to cultivate that when you're winning. Uh, we're now, I think, 26-1 and one here at home. Since Christmas, we've won a lot of games in a row. And it just, you know, it just sort of adds, all adds up. And uh, we, we've talked lots about how do you come out of halftime. You know, lots of times in a normal regular season, it's not uncommon 
for you, both teams to have to have the dust shaken off them to respond and start playing competitive basketball again. And we've sort of built that notion, really tried to talk about that, that disposition coming out of a, coming out of a halftime. And uh, we have been doing that. Like, I think statistically, if you looked at our third periods, we've been pretty good this, this final third of the regular season. And tonight, there was carryover. Brett, Brett, you talked about the crowd. You, you said it would be loud, and it was. How much energy did that bring the team, especially like in that third quarter? I mean, j- just incredible. And, and the start of the game... You know, you feel it, and then Joel goes out and rings the bell, and you feel it. And it, it, it is, there's only one other venue in, in the country to me, and I, this is my 17th year traveling around, that even competes with us. And, and Golden State gets really loud. You know, that really gets loud. And the Philadelphia fans, apart from the vocal side and the volume, there's just, you know, complete passion. You know, you see it as sometimes I glance up in the in the crowd and you can just see it. And to to have our fans be treated to this season and to get a win. And there's way more to go, way more to grow. You know, we're not getting ahead of ourselves at all. But what a tremendous um, um, opportunity for us to give back to them. They were they were awesome. Well put by 76ers head coach Brett Brown after tonight's Game 1, 130-103 victory over the Miami Heat. A phenomenal second half from the 76ers. They just totally turned it on at scoring the Miami Heat 74-43. to Got back to the winning ways that we saw and the style of play that we witnessed over the course of the 16-game regular season ending winning streak, which now, by virtue of tonight's win, has stretched to a 17th consecutive game, one off the all-time franchise record set by the 76ers in the 1980s. Notes from the Sixers box score, J.J. Redick, a game-high 28 points. Ben Simmons flirted with a triple-double. He is the first player in Sixers history with a point-assist double-double in his postseason debut with 17 and 14. Also had nine rebounds. Robert Covington was excellent overall in terms of giving the Sixers some defensive identity and toughness. He had nine points, seven rebounds, and four assists. Dario Scharch, great second half. He finished with 20 points. Marco Bellinelli with 25 off the bench. And Ursan Ilyasova, very important in the third quarter, 17 points and 14 rebounds for Ursan, his third career playoff triple-double. Tom McGinnis is standing by. We'll get to him next. It's the post-game show on the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers storm through the second half and route to a 131-03 victory over the Miami Heat in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals. Down here at the center, Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Tom McGinnis in a moment, but first, a top-of-the-hour station ID along the Sixers radio network. The home for the Philadelphia Flyers and the Philadelphia 76ers. 97.5 The Fanat WPEN Burlington, Philadelphia. Broadcasting from the Xfinity Studio, only from Comcast. Along with Tom McGinnis, Brian Seltzer, 130-103-76 over the heat. Tom, I cannot recall if I saw you during the head coach's pregame media availability, but one of the final words and pearls of wisdom he imparted upon the assembled press was that he told his players the playoffs will be the greatest professor in the sport of basketball his players ever experienced. And for the Sixers, the lesson came in the first half, and they proved to be very quick studies. That second half is 
pretty much what we saw with the course of the winning streak. Wasn't it the pregame availability? Because I talked to him before the pregame availability. But, no, there's so many lessons, and he's right. And I actually kind of liked it that it was a struggle, that it wasn't easy for the Sixers, and that Miami put so much pressure on him and the Sixers trailed at the half because the Sixers have had so much success in winning now 17 consecutive games, and you know – and guess what? They're going to lose in the playoffs. I'm just, this just in. I mean, it would be a remarkable accomplishment. What, the 82-83 team only lost one game, and the yeah. Lakers? I mean, it just, it's just postseason basketball. These are the best teams. So, uh, And that's not breaking news or anything. That's more than likely reality. Anyway, just for them to, to battle through that and, and know that they can come out the other side, and then to me the question was posed in the third quarter – about that, how important that was, but it was their defense. They were all over it. Miami couldn't get any easy shots. They missed nine in a row in that telling 15-0 run by the Sixers in that early five- or six-minute chunk of the third quarter when the game shifted, and it was done through interior defense, and Robert Covington was sensational uh, on the perimeter. Three blocks just everywhere, but Dario and Ursan, uh Amir, when he was in there, it just Marco was guarding, and uh, they just took so many guys out of it for Miami, and just tilted the game in their favor with just tremendous effort. Sixers over the Heat, one thirty, one hundred three, in the opener of their two thousand eighteen postseason run. I mean, it really was amazing how much that defensive tone turned in this game because the first half, like the Heat, were just suffocating the 76ers, couldn't get anything easy, even though the three-point percentage was solid in the game. It's just you could tell the Sixers were uncomfortable. There were some hurried shots, some low-percentage shots, a few of which went in, but it really turned in that second half. And I, to be honest, I'm having, like, trouble thinking of who, um, you know, sometimes if we have to put up an article on the website, you try to find that image of a signature player from the game. Like, who was that one signature player in tonight's game? There was a stretch where there was Ursan Ilyasova who got the – Third quarter started with the adjustment. Dario Scharch with some really big put-away threes um, in the fourth quarter. And J.J. Redick continuing yeah. his tear and Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, no, you just hit on it. Redick. Yeah. He scored eight, if not the first ten points of the fourth, and that sealed the deal. And going back to your point about Miami in the first half, so there's game plans, right? And so Spolstra, his game plan was, and this is what they do so effectively, they did it during the regular season, they run guys off the line. They're not going to let guys just step into open threes, and they were running Marco and forcing with pressure not just one but sometimes two defenders out on Redick, forcing him to put the ball on the floor and drive it. And J.J. did that very well. And then he started to get free. And again, as we've seen with Bellinelli, same story with Redick. And for them, Ellington, these guys don't need, you know, all this ample airspace to get free and to get shots off. And they were incredible in terms of getting off contested threes. But uh, I would say J.J. Redick. I mean, he finished with 28, but obviously it's a team effort. Simmons was sensational. Ben Simmons had that drive. He was, And they did a good job of walling him off and not letting him get to the rim. For the most part, the primary defender on him was James Johnson. But that uh, 73 points in the second half, I mean, I just, I, <laughs> there's no way, particularly in the first half, you thought this game was going to turn into a blowout, but it did. And that goes to the Sixers, how well they're playing, how confident they are, how they stay with it. To me, that's the biggest takeaway of this whole winning streak, and that is 
Brett Brown used to talk, and Brian, you remember the phrase, we, we have to arrest that issue, and that was with the turnovers. Well, they're able to arrest a situation in the game and reverse it in their direction, whether it's not getting free for threes or reboundings or turnovers. They're able to size up a situation during the course of a game, correct it, and move on in the most positive of ways, and it leads them to victory, and it did it again here tonight for the 17th consecutive time, and just as importantly, for the first time in this series. And it's amazing that here we are talking about a team that so often was A, discussing defensive identity, and B, didn't quite have the firepower offensively, and now they're putting up 130 points on one of the better defensive teams in the league. Uh, so maybe that's point A and then point B before we wrap this up. Um, and you touched upon it with Simmons. We also saw Markel Fultz, who is plus 12 in tonight's game. Very good, very good. The young guys, and I mean, even Dario Sarch has played in plenty of big games internationally and in the Olympics and overseas. But, you know, young guys in their first postseason appearances tonight, they really acquitted themselves well. No doubt. So real quickly, Dario, it's so good to see him back in the way he's been playing of late like you know he was you're trying to get him back in rhythm and he left that Atlanta game so early and that was after having missed that week and then he comes back in that Milwaukee game and he was just absolutely terrific Ursan early in this game it wasn't going his way he had some awkward plays stumbling to the rim not able to finish fouling Olenek is tearing guys up but he came on had a double double and just continued to battle and scrap and to your point about Markel and I was this is the question I posed to Markel post game is now that you've done it, you'll be able to relax. And I don't mean relax the intensity, not by a long shot. I mean just take a deep breath and let it flow and then trust your instincts, your confidence, your athletic ability, the game plan, the togetherness, everything that it is to compete with this team. And now go out and play now that you've had that out of your way. And guess what? The pressure's coming back in game two. It's going to be in every playoff game. But, again, I, I made this comment earlier. Ron Brooks does an incredible job, just a passionate national anthem rendition the crowd was into it it was a beautiful moment prior to the game and i looked at dario and he literally let out a huge his chest you know ballooned out to like whatever 50 you know what i mean he was taking and that's relaxing and breathing and trying to allow your you know your natural athletic ability to take over so clearly they felt the pressure that's how it was i mean i ever the fans were feeling that way right and so i think just to have that so-called under your belt is a real positive thing and uh, you know dario just battles so hard he plays more inside without joel in there and you know he's not oftentimes leaping around people or over people how about just he had like four jump balls in the second half you know what i mean it's just that kind of intense wherever it is i'm going to go find it on the hardwood and get into a tie-up he's just uh he is in in many respects like other sixers but the heart and soul of the team 76ers knock off the heat 13103 tom talk to you tuesday night thank you monday Brian. night let's make that okay monday Instead. either or, i'll talk to you either of those two days good job but thank you 76ers beat the heat in game one of the eastern conference quarter finals a well-rounded box sheet and a big time second half we'll get into some of the details and some of Tom's highlight calls coming up on the other side. It's the post-game show, a playoff edition here on the Sixers Radio Network. Seventy-Sixers, Miami Heat, game one of the Eastern Conference quarterfinal series down here at the center. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. This one of the moments the Sixers in recent years, no doubt 
have been building towards the opportunity not only to play in a playoff game, but to do so in front of great fans down here in South Philadelphia. Here it was tonight, game number one, and what the Sixers hope will be a long journey. And very early on, it became quick that at least in the first half, this was not going to be the same type of game the Sixers enjoyed over the course of that 16-game winning streak. It was physical. It was chippy in the first half. The Heat tried to muck it up a little bit. Ben Simmons tried to take matters into his own hands. Simmons with the ball, 7-7 to go. Ben drives it, slams it. Josh Richardson couldn't slow down Ben Simmons. And like a freight train, jams it with the left hand. That was part of a stretch in which Simmons factored in six consecutive 76ers points. That put them in front 19-12. to But it led to a 23-4 Miami Heat run. They led 35-29 after a quarter. And the Sixers had to battle uphill in the second. Dario Saric, the first of several key contributions from him tonight. Now Amir Johnson with it just under nine minutes to go in the second quarter. Back out to Charge. Charge over James Johnson. Three ball. It's good. And the Sixers have retaken the lead. 76ers did just that at 39-38. to 38. They would have a couple more leads in the second quarter. Ben Simmons with a layup made it 45-42. J.J. Redick with a layup of his own made it 47-45. But after that, the Heat rattled off six consecutive points. They would take a... 62-56 lead going into the half. Goran Dragic hit a three-pointer to begin the third quarter, and you're kind of thinking, yeah, you know, this isn't all that comfortable. 76ers, they were down at that point uh, by seven, but then things changed in dramatic fashion as the Sixers strung together a key run of their own. Now Simmons to Dario. Charge for three. Shot in the air. It's good. Dario delivers a triple. Ben Simmons with a dish and a six-point Sixers lead. J.J. Redick with a basket after that, and a 15-0 run by the Sixers vaulted them into control. Ersan Ilyasova, a large factor in the second half, especially quarter number three. Here's Covington with the ball to the right side. Ersan steps back, three ball, shot near. Ilyasova drills it. 11 made threes for the Sixers, and they've opened up a 13-point lead. 79-66 Ben Simmons. He wasn't going to hit a three, but he was going to do some work in other areas of the court. Simmons guarded loosely by Olenek in the left corner. Ben Simmons driving. Simmons crosses him over and jams it. Get out of the way. Kelly Olenek swiping it air. And Simmons with a slam. You could just feel momentum shifting in the 76ers' favor. They were up 90-78 to after three. J.J. Redick found his stroke in the second half. Marco Bellinelli with it. Redick is open on the wing. Redick turns, dribbles, shoots, three ball in the air, and it's good. Boy, he knew he was open 20 steps earlier. He came off a baseline screen. He looked over his shoulder, and I think he borrowed a little line from the radio guy. Are you kidding me? He turns and fires at Redick now. Well, the last six points for the Sixers. 96 to 80, 76ers. Dario Scharch with two big three pointers. Middle of the fourth at 103 87 and 109 to 90. 76ers put this one on the books. Marco Bellinelli with the big one. And now on the near side, Bellinelli catches. He shoots it. No way. It's good. It's good. Marco Bellinelli and an improbable fadeaway three is good. Bellinelli with an improbable, as Tom McGinnis said, three-point shot off balance and a beauty. All 76ers at that point, 119 to 94 Sixers, led by as much as 29 in the second half, and they were able to impressively roll to a Game 1 victory, their first win in the playoffs since May 23rd of 2012. Final notes from the final stat sheet that will get you to 97.5, the Fanatic Sixers insider, Devon Givens, who's had a long day. 
and we're only making it longer for him. Apologies, Devon. We appreciate you hanging in there. 76ers end up shooting 74.5% from the field. They were under 40 for the first half. The Miami Heat just under 45% for the game. Sixers 18-28 from three. Remarkable. 64.5% against one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. The Sixers 18 three-pointers tie a team record, and it is a new playoff record for the club. Miami 12-26 of 26 from outside the arc. The Sixers turn things around on the glass in the second half. They were plus 10 after intermission, plus 8 for the game. Only one turnover for the Sixers in the second half after committing 10 in the first half. The team-high scoring total for the Miami Heat belonged to Kelly Olenek with 26. Sixers did a great job on some of the key members of Miami. Goran Dragic, the all-star, just 4 of 14 overall, 15 points. And Hassan Whiteside, where the heck was he tonight? Ugh. It was not pretty for him. Two points, one of four from the field, six rebounds. He uh, really, with all due respect, he he can be an impact-dangerous player. We saw that during the regular season series, but he just uh, did not have it in any way, shape, or form uh, tonight. For the Sixers, 28 points for J.J. Redick, continuing his late-season tear, his second-highest total in a postseason game, just three off his career high in the playoffs, 8 of 13 from the field, 4 of 6 outside the arc. Ben Simmons flirted with becoming just the third player on record record to record a triple-double in his postseason debut. Instead, he got a double-double, 17 points, 14 assists, 9 rebounds. He was 7-10 from the free throw line. I think that uh, is an important stat to mention. Dario Scharch, 20 points for him, great in the second half, 8-15 of overall, 4-6 from the field, and uh, 25 for Marco Bellinelli off the bench with four three-pointers. Ersan Ilyasova got the run going in the third, 17 points, 14 rebounds, 3-4 of from 3, just the third playoff double-double for one Ersan Ilyasova. Robert Covington, the defensive stalwart for the Sixers tonight, plus 20 overall, 9 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 assists to go with 3 block shots all over the place, getting hands-on balls and doing his disruptive thing. Nine lead changes, seven ties in a two-hour, 31-minute game. It did feel like that, but uh, in the first half, second half, it really opened up for the Sixers. Sellout crowd of 20,617. Down here at the center, a great night. Game number two, 8 p.m. Eastern on Monday. We'll get on the air at 7.50 with our pregame coverage. Big thanks to everyone involved in tonight's broadcast. That would be Jay Gray and Carl Namoli back at the studio. Marty Dickerson here. And now for the radio voice of the 76ers, Tom McGinnis, Brian Seltzer saying so long from the center. One final time, the final score, the 76ers 130 and the Miami Heat 103. Have a great rest of your Saturday night from all of us here at the Sixers Raider Network. Following the Sixers win, Tom McGinnis had a chance to catch up with one of the players afterwards. We're going to be joined courtside by Markel Fultz. Sixers with a win. Markel, thank you for joining us. Your first taste of postseason basketball. Your thoughts after this victory over Miami. Can you hear me, Markel? How you doing? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. What did that, you say? That's okay. I said your first postseason game. Your thoughts after this nice win over Miami. Oh, man. It's insane. Uh, this is big for us and the team. I mean, the atmosphere here was insane. It was hard not to play hard for these fans and everybody here. So, uh, I'm just happy that we played hard and got the W. Unbelievable second half led by J.J., Dario, Ursan, Marco, yourself, and Ben. I mean, I thought your defense and your intensity was what ruled the day. Uh, definitely. I mean, I just want to come out here and contribute on both ends of the floor, if not just on the offensive end. I want to use my length to, to help these guys out and help on both sides. Um, I think I did a good job of that. So You definitely did. So now, with this experience, you think everybody, yourself included, be able to relax and really get into game two and 
know that you have what it takes to play in this postseason game? Um, I think we're not going to relax. We're really going to be even more pumped up because, I mean, we're just taking it game by game. So next game, we're definitely going to come out and play as hard as we did today and even harder. So uh, we just got to get ready to focus. We got to play them again, and um, that's that. Good point, Markel. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Markel Fultz of the Sixers. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 